Did you know we love podcasts with mythical monsters, heroes, and gods? One of our favorites is Live from Mount Olympus, an adventure podcast for tweens and families of all ages. The new season tells a story of war, fate, friendship, betrayal, a heist, and a titan who played with fire. You don't want to miss the myth of Prometheus. Tune in to Live from Mount Olympus wherever you get your podcasts. What if kittens played the clock in Spiel? And what if unicorns were real? What if you could fly or travel back in time? We welcome you to What If World. What If World. This is What If World. Hey there, folks. And welcome back to Guilds and Goblins, the What If World show where your questions and our real life in the moment dice rolls create off the cuff adventures. I'm Mr. Eric, your host and Guildmaster, joined today by Mama Gemma. Yes, but my character is named Swan Song, the beautiful old swan troubadour. And then there's my friend Fred the dog. And I'm playing Malador. The Shell Shark, Smeladin, who uses the power of scent and also the power of being a giant sea monster who can walk on land. And I'm Alabaster Zero, but my character is Alabama Hera. She's a rootin' tootin' gum slinger whose chewy pink gum lasso and whip can wrap you up stickity quick. Thank you, adventurers. Now, our question for today would be a bit of a secret to give to you now, so we'll play it at the end. And we'll start with a quick recap instead. Thanks, Mama Gemma. So I was in the frozen land of Northmos, reuniting with my old friends Malador. Hello. And Alabama. Howdy. When we realized some kind of sneezy wind power had blown our server away. That's because Amelia's question last week was what if every time I sneeze someone disappeared. That's right. But we still need to gather clues to find the someone who is sneezing. That's why Captain Plot sent us to the lair of Kaimi Roar. We brought Kaimi Roar their food, but they attacked us anyway. But once they'd settled down, Kaimi told us that a wind had sneezed their sibling Mandicor away. We know that one wind blew from the east, and the other wind blew from the west. But in order to find out where the winds come from, we need to discover a third point. And see where they all intersect because of math and my head's already hurting. And so we shall join our adventurers in the frozen lands of Northmos as they travel even further north to gather the last clue and discover where these winds are blowing from. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery, 
From butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories, and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. Our heroes had left Kaimi Roar's Rook, traveling due north to Caverna's Lair. I've drawn a map with a plot in Hook Tavern marked to the east, and Kaimi Roar's Rook marked to the west. And Kaimi Roar had made a mark on your map, giving you a loose idea of where to find Caverna's cave. So we gotta find out which way the wind was blowing when Caverna's had someone disappear? And then if we follow that wind back, it should lead to a point on this map. Right between Kaimi Roar's Rook and the Plodding Hook Tavern is kind of like math. Speaking of numbers, can we just roll some dice already? I'm glad you said so, Alabama Hera, because we need to see what kind of frozen hazards you face on the way to Caverna's Lair. Can I roll this time? Yes, a d6. I got a real sparkly d6. Oh, it looks like crystals. I rolled a three. Ah, uh, that's deep snow again. Roll again. I rolled another three. I, d- I roll, I roll. I rolled a three, two. I guess the snow is just... I'll also roll. That's a four. <laughs> Finally. The wind picks up as you near the point on the map, marked with a little drawing of a cave. But before you reach it, you've got to cross a field of razor-sharp ice and icicles. That's easy, I just fly over it. I'm afraid the wind is too strong this time, Mamma Gemma. You'll have to figure out how to get through together without getting hurt by these icicles. Well, I'm like a big crab shark, so I can probably just bash through them without getting hurt. I'd let you roll for it, but bashing through sharp ice will make it harder for your teammates to get through unharmed. Wow. Could I use my bubblegum lasso to swing from one icicle to the next? Oh, I like that. We'll say they're actually giant icicles, and you can swing through them with a dare check. Dare? Oh, right. Alabaster, you just roll a d6. Hey, can I take Mama Gemma with me? It'll be a little bit harder, but you can try. Well, I'm bound to roll good eventually. Um, that's a four. You start swinging lithely from one icicle to the next, leaving only Malador behind. Oh, can I wait till they get far ahead and then bash my way through the ice? Hey, I thought smashing things didn't solve problems. It might not. Malador, you'll still have to roll dare. Okay, yeah, I got this. Eleven plus six. 
while your shell does get scratched along the way, you're able to crash through the smaller icicles without knocking any of the big icicles down on top of you. Oh, that would have been bad. So you've all made it through the Sharpsicle Field, and you stand at the gray, snow-covered mouth of a great, dark cave. Echo! Echo! Your voice indeed echoes through the cave, and you even hear shifting of snow and ice in the frozen icicle field behind you. Oh yeah, we probably don't want a sharpsicle collapse on us. Let's just go in the cave. You hear the slow drip of distant snow melt, telling you that this cave goes deep, and that it's not entirely airtight. Can I use my superior sense of smell? To sniff for bears or other creatures? Roll learn for me. Yeah, I'm good at smelling. 17 plus 1. With an 18, you get the scent of a strange moss and the guano of a rare bat. Wow. But strangely enough, you don't smell any bats at all. But it's still daytime when bats are usually doing the snoozles. Uh, yes, it's still daytime when bats are doing the snoozles. Well, uh, I toast smell song in Alabama, obviously. Hello, Caverna. My friend says it smells like your bats are missing. Maybe we could try to help you find them. Swan song, your voice echoes through the cave and comes bounding back to you from many different tunnels. The only thing you don't hear is an answer. Okay, we should split up and each search a different- Oh, I really don't want to split up at all. Unless it's absolutely necessary. Would you mind staying together, Amelador? Oh, yeah, I guess if we split up, it doesn't actually save time, as far as the game goes. So, yeah, I lead them down the stinkiest tunnel. Okay. The tunnel with the strongest sense quickly opens up into a wide cavern. A soft, fuzzy, bone-white moss covers the ground, and there are many patches where this moss seems to have been nibbled at. Swansong and Malador, you can each roll learn to investigate. What about me? That's not your area of expertise, but I'll let you roll a d6 to see what you see. That's right. I rolled a two. You see a cave with moss. I rolled a nine. You think bats once lived here, but you're not sure of much else. Come on, shiny dice! That's a 16 plus 2. Another 18. Well, in your many travels and tales traded over the years, you once heard of a furry arctic bat called the Nom Bat. And it's said that they never leave their cave in winter. Just as I suspected, Nom Bats. But you also notice something else. The drip, drip, drop of snow melt has been getting louder and more frequent. An icy cold water has started filling this cavern. Oh, come on. One of the moss-covered white stones becomes impossibly buoyant and turns around to gaze at you with a grumpy, rocky face. Which letter of the alphabet has the most water? Oh, dear. Some kind of riddle? Yes, a riddle challenge, Mamma Jamma, and here's how it works. Each of these caverns will have one riddle and one treacherous trap. You'll have one minute to discuss, and then one of you will have to answer, while the other two can help handle the consequences if the answerer is wrong. 
I'm probably very good at riddles since I'm a detective. So let's go. The Riddle Rock repeats. Which letter of the alphabet has the most water? And indeed, the icy cold water is getting higher. Well, I, I, want, I want to say W. Oh, no, but that doesn't feel right. But it's obviously P, because PP is mostly water. Wrong. Icy cold waters converge on Malador, swirling and freezing around him. Swansong in Alabama, you can try to help. I'll crack one of my magic golden eggs over him to help him resist the cold. And I'll try to blow a really big bubble all the way around him to help him be more buoyant. Alabama, with Mama Jamma's help, I'll let you roll two die six and keep the better roll. Nice. That's a six and a five. Malador's body is warmed by the golden glow of the cracked egg, and the bubblegum lifts him up to the top of the water. So instead of suffering three hurt, Malador only suffers one when the bubble finally pops. Whoa, that's chitty witty. The answer was obviously C. Oh, because of the C. Right, the sea. It does really have a lot of fish pee in it. Hence the most water. Whoa. The fuzzy white rock starts to lower down as the icy water disappears. A rock person with a rock? Is this a standard, like, we gotta get three riddles right sort of thing? But the rock's face has grown still. And though it still looks grumpy, it doesn't seem to be looking at you anymore. Let's just assume it's get three right before we all freeze. On to the next cavern. <laughs> Caverna's cave was near the base of a mountain. And as you walk through the next tunnel, you realize you're going up and you're soon climbing. Fortunately, you feel yourselves getting lighter and lighter as you go until you're floating in a wide cavern covered with stalagmites and stalactites. And I remember stalagmites around the ground because they have a good G. And stalactites are on the ceiling because they don't have a G. Yeah, it's a foolproof mnemonic device. Now where's the riddle? A long, spiky stalactite at the very top of the ceiling stares down at your floating bodies with squinting eyes. I am easy to lift, but hard to throw. What am I? Well, for Malador, that's probably a car. Because, like, I bet I could lift one. But it'd be hard to throw because I don't have opposable thumbs. I'm not sure this riddle is meant for giant sea monsters. Oh, oh, how about spirits? We can lift each other's spirits with kindness and stuff, but, like, you can't throw one. I mean, <laughs> could you throw a ghost? So close, but not quite right. And as Alabama Hira answered incorrectly, you see her body quickly floating up towards the spiky, dangerous stalactites. What do you do? Can I climb up to the stalactites and use my big body to get in the way? Swansong, can you help? I'll just try to flap my swan wings and bump into Alabama and try to divert her for a little. I'll let you each roll dare to reduce the hurt by one. Oh, that's a nine. Come on, Fred the dog. I mean, Malador. That's a twelve. A twelve is just enough to help. So while Swansong 
flies a little too far to the left, Malador does manage to deflect Alabama Hera from the sharpest spikes. But Malador and Alabama each take one hurt. <laughs> That's better than me taking three. Thanks, Mal. Anytime, as long as I don't have three hurt, cause then I'm stunned. Oh, and I have two now, so I should be careful. Can we rest in order to heal? These tunnels are too cold and trapped and treacherous. You could take some time to do other things, but there's no length of time you could take that would actually be restful. Oh, oh, could I use my unstink ability and mash up some of this frost moss and some fresh snow and a little sprinkle of cinnamon and then sniff it up and smush it on my boo-boos like a bomb? Yes. And your smushy frost moss bomb heals you, removing one hurt. That's two riddles wrong, let's go! Oh, wait, 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 what was the answer to the last riddle? I'm easy to lift, but hard to throw. I am a feather. A feather? Come on, I'd be better at throwing a feather than a spirit. It's okay, Alabama. We'll get the next one. You lose your weightlessness as you head down the next tunnel, which seems to have all the letters of the alphabet carved into its sides over and over, not spelling anything in particular. But this tunnel abruptly ends, and the large carving at the end of the tunnel is a rocky lowercase e, and the little bottom loop of that e starts moving up and down, like the lower jaw of a Pac-Man-type creature. You ready for the third riddle? Well, I, I don't know. I kind of just want to talk to Caverna. Listen, I'm not supposed to give you any help or nothing, but I figured I'd ask if you were ready because you're just not doing so good. Oh, we were born ready. But if you have, like, any clues to give us, we'll totally take them. Nope, no clues. Okay. What word begins and ends with E, but has only one letter? Oh, the word E, but spelled with one, just one E. I use that word all the time in Scrabble. You use a one-letter word? Uh-huh. In Scrabble. Hey, you try playing Scrabble without thumbs. Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. It starts and ends with E. Hey, what's a synonym for the word letter? Uh, alphabet? Uh, like a paper pouch. E! It's, it's the word E! I've got it. Envelope! Yeah, there you go, Uncle Rex. So you ain't gonna get buried in the alphabet. Good for you. Uh, keep moving on. Wow, I thought I'd get some treasure or something. Sheesh. The next tunnel leads down, getting darker and darker and even the light glow of the frost moss finally winks out as you realize you are in total darkness. <sighs> you hear the rocky opening of a large stone mouth that shoots a blindingly bright beam of light straight ahead as it speaks. Everyone has one, but no one can lose it. What is it? Um, a mind? I can't lose my mind because it's tight right under my brain. No, 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 a spirit, because you can't throw a ghost. Well, I, I do think it's probably something insubstantial. Hey, my brain is very substantial. Why are we even bothering with these riddles? We're immensely powerful, magical beings. We're fourth level for crying out loud. What's your point? Maybe we just... 
smash stuff in this cave until they tell us what we want to know. Alabama, I think this cave has proven to be a lot better at smashing us. But if you want to, like, flail around in the total dark... I haven't heard any proper guesses, so you got this wrong. But I will give you a little hint. After we got it wrong, what's the point? And the light projecting from this riddle rock's mouth is suddenly interrupted by shadow puppets. One looks like a shell shark, one like a cyclops, and one like a swan. Oh, how are you doing, Dad Rock? Do you have little hands? And suddenly the room lights up, and each of you is attacked by your own shadow. Oh, shadow. Everyone has one, but no one can lose it. <laughs> what? My shadow runs away every night. I should have got partial credit for spirit. No partial credit. All right, everyone, how will you protect yourself from your own shadows? Well, my Cyclops eye is actually a magic rock that can blast out light. Really? Because I don't remember you finishing your character. Well, this is one of my powers I'm deciding right now. Fair enough. Why don't you roll a d6 and see if you can dispel your shadow? That's a one. Alabama, you take one hurt as your shadow clings to you with icy fingers. If they can cling to us, then we can cling to them. So I'm going to pinch my shadow. Roll there, Fred. I shall dare it. 18 plus 1. You catch your shadow's own pincers and hold it back as it slowly and gently rejoins you. You take no hurt. Well, I'll sing my shadow a lullaby. Hush, little shadow. Don't bite me. I just think you're so lovely. And if you honk and cry and fly, Swan Song will bake you a shadow pie. Roll Wonder. 17 plus 1. And your shadow seems to fall asleep and then stops moving on its own as it rejoins your natural shadow. Uh, we've still only got one right. But we're not cheating. Because Mr. Eric doesn't even know the answer to these riddles. Well, then how are we supposed to know? We just have to keep trying to figure it out. Can our heroes solve the final riddles? Or will they be trapped in this cave forever? Wait, is that a thing that could happen? We'll find out on our next adventure. Oh, we were so close. We do have a question from Ezra that relates to this story, but I've got to keep it a secret until we find the source of these magical sneezes. I've got to memorize every riddle before next week. Or you could just practice giving your brain a little workout, you know? But my brain's so tired, Mama Gemma. But it did feel really good when I helped you answer that last riddle. You mean the envelope? Yeah, I gave you paper pouch, which is like... You know, so I helped you get there. Yeah. If you want to support our show, check us out at patreon.com slash whatifworld. All patrons get access to our introductory Guilds and Goblins rules, as well as ad-free episodes, a shout-out on the show, and more. And our highest-level patrons get all the Guilds and Goblins content as it is released. Again, that's patreon.com slash whatifworld. I'd also like to take a quick second to tell you about our friends, the Unspookable Podcast. We're headed into fall, and that's the spooky season for me, so you can get your dose 
of terrifying history made family-friendly by my friends at Unspookable. JF Cat here to meow out Harvey. He is age six and is a brand new die-hard What If World fan. I'm his favorite character, and he also loves guilds and goblins. Well, then I'm glad you got to check out this episode. Thanks, Harvey. I'd also like to thank Karen O'Keefe, my co-creator, Miss Lynn, my producer, Craig Martinson for our theme song, and all you little riddlers at home who know that riddles and word games are a really healthy form of mental gymnastics. We found our riddles for today at weareteachers.com, and I did not look at the answers until the characters were finished guessing. So riddle onward, and until we adventure again, keep wondering. <laughs>